Welcome to the Ohio District UPCI Podcast. The following message is titled, The Greatest Treasure, and was spoken by Victor Jackson at the Ohio District Senior High Camp. We hope and pray this message blesses your life. For more information about the Ohio District, visit us at ohiodistrict.com. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11. I feel that God has given me a word of direction for you. Every night has been different. Every service has been different, uh, been very unique to the setting. And uh, I feel like somehow Wednesday night we we struck some type of well. The well's been overflowing, and there's just been a depth that we've entered into. And uh, the word has just been falling on good ground, and I, I'm appreciative for that. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11, for this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thine heart that thou mayest do it. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. And that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away so that thou wilt not hear, but shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish, and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whither thou passest over Jordan to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Last scripture, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob to give them. I want to talk to you tonight on this subject, the greatest treasure. The greatest treasure. Why don't you lay your Bibles down, everyone? Close your eyes, lift up your hands, and let's ask the Lord to do what He wants to do in this house. Lord, I thank you for the hunger of this wonderful district. Lord, I thank you for the elders that are here. Lord, we're nothing without those apostolic pillars, those people that have paid a price and set the tone for what we experience now. Lord, we honor our heritage tonight. We honor those great men and women of God. Lord, we're nothing without you and we're nothing without their commitment. I thank you for bringing us into this hour. Lord, we understand the times that we're in. We understand the hour that has come. We understand that we are nothing without your presence, that we are nothing without this doctrine, that we are nothing without one another. Lord Jesus, let your presence come in and seal this atmosphere of this camp where we could take it home with us and we'll be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you clap your hands unto the Lord? Come on, can you clap those hands a little bit louder? 
Come on, with expectation, can you clap those hands, all you people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Got to see Pastor Ellis this week. I give honor to him. I tell you what, Ohio has some incredible voices in this district that impact this district and all throughout the movement. You guys are blessed. Aren't you thankful for the ministry that's in this wonderful district? The greatest treasure, the greatest treasure. Um, life is filled with questions. As you grow older, it seems like the more questions that come to your mind. And many times we feel guilty for asking God questions. Uh, we feel guilty. We feel like we have unbelief if we ask God questions. But God is not intimidated by our questions. He's not afraid of our questions. As humans, we get intimidated by questions. Your parents tell you, it's, you need to go clean your room. And if you say, why? They're going to be like, hold on, hold on. What did you just say to me? Uh, as humans, we receive questions as challenge. Uh, but God is not intimidated by our questions. As a matter of fact, uh, questions aren't always a sign of unbelief. Really, questions are a sign of maturity. Man, I feel like preaching already. I'm in trouble. Uh, questions aren't always a sign of belief. Really, many times it's a sign of maturity. God told him in Deuteronomy 6, he said, when your children ask you why you're wearing what you're wearing, this is what you tell them. There's going to come a place in the child's life where he's going to wonder why he's doing what he's doing. And it's not a sign of unbelief. It's a sign of maturity. He's reached the cognitive point where he's ready to understand. He told Joshua, put these 12 stones in the Jordan River. And when your children ask what these things mean, not as a sign of unbelief, but as a sign of maturity, they're growing. They're learning. As a matter of fact, scientists and researchers say that one of the greatest distinctions between a human and an animal is the ability to ask a question. Animals can adapt to different environments just like we do. They can adapt to different habitats just like we do. They communicate with one another just like we communicate with one another. But the major difference, take, uh, the major difference between us uh, is that we have the ability to ask a question. 
This is what made God speaking through the donkey so great because it wasn't just that God spoke through the donkey. The first thing the donkey said is, why are you hitting me? It wasn't just that God spoke through the donkey, but God reached into the donkey's mind and gave it a human mind and human thought process where the first thing the donkey wanted to do was ask a question. <laughs> oh, if your dog could talk, he'd be like, why aren't you feeding me more? Why? You didn't leave me a bone. But animals don't have the ability to ask a question. So questions are a sign of our humanity. Am I helping somebody yet? Uh, okay, I got one hand clap in the building. Okay. Uh, I'm working on it. Hallelujah. But God uses questions to lead you to him. Jesus came into an environment of Caesarea Philippi, which no Jew really traveled. Caesarea Philippi, it was a pagan region filled with Gentiles worshiping the false god Pan, which was a he-goat. They would sacrifice their babies to this he-goat at Caesarea Philippi. And Jesus brought his disciples here to ask them a question. Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? I am using the question to provoke you to discover me. And finally, Peter begins to sift through the question and all of a sudden he sees it clearly and says, Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. But the question provoked revelation. Adam, where are you? I know where you are. I'm just using the question so you can discover where you are. Hello? I'm just using the question so you can see how far you've gone from where I called you. Elijah, what are you doing in this cave? Hello? You have a destiny. You have an anointing. You're not supposed to be here. And you, that question he encountered was a confrontational question so he could see how far he fell from what he was supposed to be doing. God uses questions to lead to him. God is asking a question tonight to us. Why are you serving me? Uh, do you serve me uh, so I can bless you? Do you serve me because that's the only way you're going to get a godly husband? Uh, a godly wife is, do you serve me so, uh, the only reason is so, uh, you get to be a part of something and, and you, you don't feel lonely and the church is the least lonely place. And why do you serve me? Do you serve me so I can prosper you? Uh, 
Do you serve me so I can protect your health? Do you serve me? What is the reason of you serving me? What do you think you're going to get out of me? Hello? Because the major reason for serving God, God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, he said, I am your exceeding great reward. Isaac is your promise, but he's not your reward. I, I am using your promise as an incentive for you to discover me. Oh my Lord. Boy, I'm, I'm going off the deep end tonight. I I'm only gave you the promise as an incentive for you to start a journey to discover me. And the promise can't change your name. It's the reward that changes your name from Abram to Abraham. Come on, somebody. Your ministry can't change your name. Your singing can't change your name. Your blessing can't change your name. There is a treasure that is greater than any promise, and that is Jesus Christ. I... Gave you the promise because that's what you wanted. And so I wanted to give you what you wanted so you could get what I want you to get. And I want you to get me. Man, I can't say that faster. If I said that faster, that will sound like speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. This makes sense. Uh, I gave you a promise to put you on a journey that you may draw closer to me. But the promise is not the end game. I am the end game. And God is saying, I am greater than your promise. That's why God said, I want you to put the promise on the altar. Because I want to see if you're just serving me to get something out of me. Because you know how many people, when God starts asking for something precious, God's like, and you're, you're like, man, I'm done with this faith. I'm going to take my Isaac home. God said, I want to see if the promise is more important than my presence. Because if you lose Isaac, it doesn't matter. You still have me. And if you still have me, I can give you another Isaac. If I have God... I have everything, but if I don't have God, I have nothing. He is the greatest treasure, and this is why we do what we do. Hallelujah. This is why we do 
do what we do. The reward for serving God is God and God alone. The reward for serving God is not a promise of a great ministry, a promise of a lot of money, a promise of popularity. No, you get the awesome opportunity to get God. And you don't just get God, you get the fullness of God. You get all of God. We have the revelation that a lot of people don't have, that the fullness of God came in the man, Christ Jesus. That is the greatest treasure. That is the greatest treasure. That is the fuel that's going to keep you on the journey. If it becomes about relationships, if your relationships fail, you are going to throw away your walk with God because you only served them to get a good relationship. If it's about having a nice business, when your business fails, you're going to throw away your walk with God because it was all about your business. If it was about your popularity, as soon as your popularity dies down, you're going to get offended and throw away your ministry and your walk with God because of your disappointment. But if it ever gets to be about him, if it is about him, you can take it all away from me. As long as I still have my treasure, I can make it another moment. I can make it another day. And that's how I will survive. That's the only way you're going to make it. That's the only way you're going to make it through your frustrations is if it becomes about God and God alone. If it becomes about speaking at certain large engagements, after you speak at it, then you know how many people throw their walk with God away because they felt like they arrived. But the beautiful thing about God is that you never arrive. His greatness is unsearchable. So as long as you go after him, there's always something more to mine out and discover. He is the greatest treasure. And every day I wake up in the morning and I get my pick out and I start mining away at the glory and the power and the treasure. That's what gets me up in the morning. Uh, That's what pushes me to pray. No, nothing else pushes me to pray. No, no, I just want him. I just want him. I just want to be close to him. Because if I have him, everything's going to line up. But if I don't have him, no matter how gifted I may be, no matter how, come on somebody, how much favor I may have, it doesn't matter. Just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus, just give me Jesus. That is not true. He told the Levites, he said, Levites, all your brothers are going to get possessions in the promised land. He said, but you, you ministers, he said, you're not getting anything in the promised land. He said, Levites, you're not getting an inheritance in the promised land. Everybody else is, but you're not. Look what he says, because I, the Lord, am your inheritance. 
The reward for ministry is you get God. You get an aspect of God that a lot of people don't get to get. My Lord, Job, Job, Satan said, let me take all the Job stuff because that's the source of his relationship with God. If I take his money, if I take his house, if I take his building, if I take his family, he will throw away his walk with God. And this Satan came and took all of that stuff. And Job just worshiped the Lord and then charged God foolishly. And Satan was like, oh, okay, he passed that test. Well, let me attack his health. And I'll attack his health where he'll start doubting and cursing God. But after he attacked his health with sores and things of that nature, the first thing Job did was worship. Now, how do you worship when you lose everything? Because he didn't lose everything. He still had the greatest treasure. He had God, and it was God. When he lost everything, he began to thank God that the devil couldn't take away his walk, his relationship, and his commitment to his Savior. You can take my money, but I still have God. And as long as I still have God, I can lift up a hallelujah. I can lift up a thank you, Jesus. You can take it all away from me. But at the bottom line, I'll say, naked came I into this world. Naked shall I return. But blessed be the name of the Lord because he is enough. I wish somebody would clap their hands and thank God for the greatest treasure. The greatest treasure. He's the greatest treasure. He's that thing that wakes me up in the morning. He's that thing that gives me strength. He's that thing that sustains me. He is that thing that is my shield and buckler. He is my lily in the valley. He is my bright and morning star. He is my rose of Sharon. He is, he is my Jehovah Jireh. He is my Jehovah Nisi. He is my Jehovah Ra. He is, he is, he is my Jehovah Sikkanuah. He is, he is, he is my help. He is my healer. He is my restorer. He's everything that I need. I said, Jesus is everything that you need. Can I tell you right now that whenever Israel would struggle in the Old Testament, they would start discovering names of God and discovering attributes of God. Whenever they needed healing, they would cry out as God would reveal himself to them as Jehovah Raphna, the Lord your healer. 
there would be times that they were conquered by their enemy and they cry out to God so God would show them another attribute of himself and say I am Jehovah Nisi the Lord your victory they would go through times where they felt like they needed comfort so he would reveal another attribute of himself and say I am Jehovah Ra the Lord your shepherd and can I tell you it was all types of names that were revealed in the Old Testament but can I tell you what happened oh oh can I tell you what happened in the New Testament in the New Testament it wasn't just an attribute in the New Testament it wasn't just a name it was all of those names and all of those attributes combined in one single name in the name of Jesus the greatest greatest treasure. So when you come to church and you need healing, you don't have to say Jehovah this, Jehovah that. No, you just utter the treasure. Jesus. And when you say Jesus, God, I need comfort. Just say Jesus. God, I need a miracle. Just say Jesus. God, I need the help with my depression. Just say Jesus. He is the greatest. He's the greatest. He's the greatest treasure. He said, I am that I am. I am what you need. I am what you used to need. I am what you're going to need. I am what you need in the future. I am what you needed in the past. I am what you need now. And that is the greatest treasure. You get me. This is what angels desire to look into. This is what the prophets prophesied about. This is what Joel dreamed about. This is what Jeremiah wept about. And we have it. We have it. We have it. We have the greatest treasure. I said it's Jesus. I said it's Jesus. I said it's Jesus. I said it's no other God. I said Muhammad, you're not needed here. I said Buddha, you're not needed here. I said Shiva the destroyer, you're not needed here. Cause we have a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Can somebody confess the name? Can somebody shout the name? Can somebody worship the name? He's the greatest treasure. He's the greatest treasure. When I felt like giving up, 
his hand reached down to me and picked me up when I felt like throwing in the towel he caught the towel threw the towel back in the ring and said get on in there cause I'm your greatest treasure and as long as you have me you can't be defeated you shall not be destroyed you shall not fail you shall not be overcome cause you have access to the greatest I wish somebody would clap right now like you know that 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 you know he is the greatest my lord I done tried to get to my message but when you start talking about the treasure gold just starts falling in the atmosphere silvers and diamonds and rubies sardis and onyx topaz and all types of stone just start being thrown everywhere in the church when you start talking about Jesus he's the only person I know that gets glory he's the only person I know that will make himself he will humble himself to be dependent on you I feel like preaching a while can I tell you God is so humble and meek he won't do a miracle unless you allow him to I feel like preaching right now everybody in this building you always pray for the breath of God you say God breathe on my church God breathe on my youth group God breathe on my future but can I tell you something a man cannot become what he is with just the breath of God there must be some dirt somewhere and it's when the breath of God mixes with man's dirt that man becomes a living soul your dirt doesn't disqualify you your problem doesn't disqualify you just pick up that dirt throw it to the breath and you will become something you will become great you will become amazing he said I need your dirt you're looking at your dirt like you're disqualified you're looking at your struggle like you're disqualified you're looking at your problem like you're disqualified but God said I'm looking for potential and I find potential in dirt I can make a man come out of that I can make a woman come out of that just give that dirt to me just give that dirt to the treasure and I will make the dirt treasure I will make the dirt treasure if you give it to me That's why everybody in this church has hope. 
because you have dirt. My Lord, my Lord, you came in the church tonight saying I'm filled with dirt, saying my life can't be changed with this dirt. But God says, just let me breathe on it because if I breathe on it, I'll make it become something that the whole world will talk about, that the whole world will scratch their head about. Just give me that I said, he's the greatest treasure. I said, he thrives in working in dirt. Can I tell you a story about the Sahara Desert? When the astrologers look at the globe, they see the Sahara Desert. And when they see the Sahara Desert, they can see the wind take the dirt from the Sahara Desert. And wind storms go across the Sahara Desert. And then you know where that dirt travels? That dirt travels 3,000 miles across the Atlantic Ocean. And the astrologers, they can see the dirt go across the water. And that dirt, 26 Seven million tons of the Sahara Desert dirt. It drops in the Amazon basin. It drops in the Amazon in Brazil. And when that dirt drops from the sky, it becomes fertilizer for the plants. So the plants need the dirt to survive. I feel like preaching. Your problem is what you need to get the plant to grow, to get the anointing to grow to get the power to grow. So you're beating yourself up over the dirt, but God's using your dirt to grow something. He's using your problem to grow something. He's using the problem to pull something out. He said, just hold on to that dirt and just give it to me because when the wind takes your dirt, I'm going to plant it in the proper place where you're going to bloom. I wish somebody would clap their hands. I wish somebody would lift up their voice. Come on, clap louder and just say Jesus while you're clapping. said if you learn to fall in love with me and my gifting this week well I failed this camp because I can't keep you in the midnight hour I can't keep you when you battle when you go home I can't keep you when there's all type of stuff going on in the church my one assignment this week has been to connect the dirt to the treasure and as long as you get Jesus Everything's going to be all right. You just get Jesus. He will sustain you. He will lift you up. He will heal you. He will touch you. He will deliver you. He will do something in you. I say, Jesus, 
I say Jesus. I say Jesus. I say Jesus. Somebody clap in this house. Jesus. Jesus. I said he's worthy of more than that. I said he's worthy of more than that. get you excited if I started talking about an angelic story but that angel can't sustain you like Jesus can come on my soul I know I'd get you excited if I started talking about mystical dreams and mystical visions but those dreams are visions can't sustain you like Jesus can. He is the greatest treasure. He is the greatest treasure. He is the greatest treasure. My Lord, some people start getting bored with Jesus. They start getting bored with the cross. The greatest miracle in the world. They get bored with the incarnation. They get bored with the crucifixion. They get bored with the resurrection. And we wouldn't be here if we didn't have any of that. I think it's time to value the greatest. The greatest. The greatest treasure! My Lord, when I was lost in sin and I couldn't get to him because he was holy, he made a way through his blood. My Lord, he made a way through the new birth. He made a way for me to get him when I couldn't get him. He got me so I could get him. I'll never get tired of that because that is the greatest treasure. He's the greatest, the greatest, the greatest. He's the greatest, the greatest, the greatest. 
He's the greatest, the greatest, the greatest. He's the greatest, the greatest, the greatest. The text that I read to you, it says that they called God the length of days. God, my Lord, I'm trying to calm down here. He said, when you look at Deuteronomy, Moses said, he said, look, Israelites, you're stiff-necked, you're hard-hearted. He said, you've been rebellious since you came out of Egypt. But look what he says, but when you possess the land. He said, but when you possess the land. He said, you're still going to possess the land. Here's the revelation. The righteous and the unrighteous possess the land together. It's not who possesses the land that determines who's right. It's who stays in the land that determines who's right. He said, if you hearken to my voice diligently, he said, I will prolong your days. He said, but if you don't listen to my voice, you're going to diminish quickly off the land. And it's those, my God in heaven, one of the greatest blessings on a generation is longevity. And one of the greatest curses on a generation is the lack of longevity. Give me somebody that can stay with Jesus and stay in the race. That's what I'm preaching here this week. You got the treasure. You've got to guard the treasure. I'm tired of one-hit wonders. I'm tired of those that preach one sermon and we never see them again. I'm tired of those that come to camp one time but never come back to church. Give me somebody that's fallen in love with the treasure and the treasure keeps them. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the Ohio District Podcast.